Hello, hello, and welcome to your favorite podcast, Comics and Collectibles in the Crawl Space. I, as usual, am your host, Kevin, and I have three amazing gentlemen with me today. You want to say hi, Patrick? Hi, everyone. Mike, you want to say hi? Hey, everybody. And we have Tom the Giant Batman with us, guest hosting today. You want to say hi, Tom? Hello. Good to be here. Awesome. So how you guys doing? Good. Excellent. Good? Yep. I want to say I want to say I'm good, but I'm not gonna because I'm not good. You know why? You want to guess no. why? Why? <laughs> because I still haven't given away a freaking comic book. I'm not good now either. <laughs> That'll ruin a day. The fun fan freebie is still up for grabs. So anybody and everybody listening and watching, please see the fun fan freebie phrase giveaway details on our website or listen to it at the end of one of our podcasts. It's simple and it's worth a lot. We got great stuff. Actually, one thing is kind of your choice of things up to eight bucks, but then we have a 9.4 CGC graded copy of Star Wars, the High Republic number one variant with a variant cover. You know what? Actually, too, I meant when we were down at Acceler today, Mike, to grab that. Maybe that would uh, make it make a difference to somebody actually seeing that physically. You yeah, know? hold that thing up. So we'll, we'll plan on that uh, next week. But believe me, it exists. And it's awesome. So, you know, all you have to do is a couple short things, but it's, it's this one here. This is the yep. uh, variant cover. Uh, so it's great. The second word of the fun fan freebie phrase for the week of May 1st, 2022 is floating. Note, the first word of the phrase has been completely edited out of this podcast. Stay tuned after the closing of this podcast for the details of the giveaway, as well as how to get the first and third words of the phrase. So, uh, usually we go into um, my segment here with the uh, what Kevin watched. But we talked about changing that up a little bit this week. Because we uh, we had a tra- tragedy in our uh, industry, our community, whatever you want to call it, uh, with Neil Adams passing. What was that? It just was it two days ago? Friday, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about that for a minute to uh, you know to kind of pay respects to that and and kind of remember a bit. So um, you know. I think, you know, Patrick, I'm, I'm going to say right now, I think you're the, uh, we've talked about it before. You're the, you're the brainchild of this group, in my opinion. So I, I, I do want to share, you know, I had an opportunity to uh, meet Neil Adams. What was that? Uh, three years ago, Mike? Three. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. Yeah. Adam sign X-Men number one. He did a variant cover for still have that, of course. And uh, he was great. And and the only part of that story that I talk about with regret is 
I hadn't seen the Joker yet. It was just out in theaters that week. And he was trying to make small talk with me, which was awesome, of course. You know, which I'm all starstruck, of course. Batman, I mean, uh, Neil Adams is my definitive Batman for me, you know. Uh, artist. Maybe all of us. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to speak for everyone, but definitely me. <laughs> so is that, is that go for you too, Patrick? Uh, prob- I, I'm not sure. I, I'd have to think about that. He, you know, okay. he's, he's, uh, he's definitely up there. Yeah. How about but, you, Mike? What was the question? Is uh, Neil Adams your kind of definitive uh, Batman artist in your mind? Um, yeah, I would say him and uh, Jim Aparo are probably the two most important Batman artists to me. Um, I think Norm Brayfogle was kind of up there as well. I didn't appreciate his artwork when he was doing the runs. And, and later on, I uh, came to appreciate a little bit more. But I think uh, Neil and Jim are equally important. Yeah, I, I kind of put Neil uh, as coming a little earlier than Jim, right? Like Jim, yeah. to me, was drawing Batman. Although, you know, there are distinct distinctive... Uh, style points he's effectively to me drawing into Batman as, as yeah. everyone did for you know like 20 years pretty much right <laughs> right he, I, I think Neil Adams is to Batman what uh John Romita senior was to Spider-Man yeah. sort of defining this look that everybody else was effectively uh drawing in that same style but he kind of set the template for Batman having that look with it. Basically, uh, what my avatar looks like with the uh, s- straight sides to his head, kind of a kind of a rectangular shaped head uh, and ears with long ears, uh, realistic proportions on the anatomy, it, you know, just sort of that overall look. Yeah. Yeah, I it think a part of the 70s and 80s mainly. Yeah, I think I think Neil's stuff is kind of gritty, and Aparo just slicked it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, the only thing I was saying uh, before we get too deep into it, I want to finish telling that story is, so I was starstruck with him, <laughs> and you know, so it was it was just, you know, it's just kind of I don't know exactly how to describe it when he's trying to make small talk with you, it's like uh, 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 you don't know what to say. And I don't usually shut up, so that's saying something, you know, if I don't know what to say. And uh, uh, he asked me if I had seen The Joker, because it just came out that week, and I hadn't seen it yet. I was like, gum. Missed opportunity for a great uh, small talk with uh, Neil Adams. Because I don't even know, he didn't, when I said, no, I haven't seen it yet, that was the end of the conversation. I would have been interested to hear what Neil had to say about The Joker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't worry about spoilers. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, that was that was a great opportunity for you because, I mean, it wasn't it, his the way he was set up. It wasn't just like he's at a table where you're standing there at the table. I mean, you were you were sitting down. Yeah, I got to sit with him. Yeah, right, right by him. I mean, it's it's a it's a very welcoming environment that he had. There. Yeah, he was all and he was very nice. He was awesome. Yeah. You know, so. And you I know, think Adams, really- if, if you had uh, before Friday, you know, given me. A police lineup i wouldn't have known what he looks like you know i only know his work and so you know seeing some photos of him on friday i, I was sort of struck just the, the few photos i saw he he had the appearance of being welcoming and warm just 
know, yeah. some people just have that look. So it's kind of interesting, like that you described him that way. Yeah, it's just the impression I got. Like some people just come off that way, sort of charismatic. And I was kind of curious to hear if that was the case. It sounds like yeah. it was. Yeah, definitely for me. You know, obviously people can have different experiences, but yeah, it was awesome. Did you ever meet him, Patrick? I never met him face to face. He was at quite a few heroes cons that I attended. But my my history with Neil Adams is kind of strange because you know, as I've talked before, I was, you know, I was a Marvel kid, um, and I, I you know I I missed out on all that stuff. Um, I certainly recognize his importance in in uh, in comic book history, but by the time I was in the comics, he he was already. He was well past his DC stint, and you know he—I knew him as the guy from Continuity Comics and Megalith and things like that. And you know he he had already started to distance himself from Marvel and DC, which he he eventually came back around and did things for them here and there. But and and not being the DC guy, I I didn't really have that uh, strong of an urge to go back and look for things. Of course. We're, we're gonna throw a bunch of uh, his covers and artwork up here, and you know they're they're instantly recognizable. They're iconic. Yeah, and, yeah. But no, to answer your question, I not I've been in the same convention hall. I've seen him from afar, but it's sort of tying into you know he was one of the you know he he was he was a lot he was known a lot for creators' rights. Um, he was instrumental yeah. in getting artwork back to artists finally um and he on the other flip side of that it was he was also i believe one of the first guys to start charging for autographs and pictures and things like that oh really so that, that. that kind of thing yeah that, that kind of thing was never I, I never liked to really pay for autographs i like to you know just go up and meet somebody get an autograph and in the comics world has had generally always been that but yeah. i think he was sort of like one of the first guys to mm -hmm. You know, he he wanted his money. He he had been um, sort of uh, uh, neglected in the past. They kind of there were some deals that he worked on comic strips and things like that where he was not getting paid what he should, and so he was always out to get his fair share of the of the pie. Let's yeah, right? yeah. Nothing against. There's nothing wrong with that, but right. it, 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 unfortunately, kind of you know he was off. I I didn't really have anything for him to sign. So there's kind of no reason for me to go up and meet him. Didn't have anything in my collection. So I saw him from afar. I never got to meet him, shake his hand or anything like that. But again, I, I reiterate what Kevin said and what uh, Tom kind of hinted at there. He always seemed very friendly, extremely friendly. Always seemed to have a smile on his face. You know, always had that blue shirt and tie. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, if it, if it was ten years ago, I wouldn't have been able to shake his hand and sit down with him either because it wasn't uh, it wasn't one of the cheaper uh, you know autographs I got that right. day too. So you know, which is fine because yeah, like you were saying, you know, he's trying to get his piece of the pie, and obviously, the comic book industry has a uh, the further you go back, the worse the history is with right. these with these uh, you know artists and stuff getting their their fair. Do you know, so yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, the, oh, yeah. Price, the price for me uh, was I just I couldn't afford it that weekend. 
it, you know, I it, it was, you know, we, we we joke about me, whether I can afford it, I just do it anyway, and that's kind of because yeah. I we knew he was going to be there, yep. and I didn't plan on doing it because of the price, so I didn't take anything of his for him to sign either. That's why I had him sign it. I wish you know it's kind of. It's kind of cool because obviously think a lot about Neil Adams and I love the X-Men. So I had him do an X-Men cover, but it's also kind of lame. I had him do an X-Men cover as opposed to a yeah. Batman book, you know, so. Yeah. Or if I'm you're going to have him do an X-Men book, it's going to be one of his X-Men books. Yeah, yeah. One of his yeah. X-Men books. Yeah, yeah, not a new one just doing a cover. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to set me Adam's book. Scrolling through some of his covers here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's look at these. Yeah. Let's look at it. Let's look at some of his covers. Yeah. Oh man, you know that's another thing I didn't I didn't add that thing. Oh man, failing, failing. <laughs> well, you know, you, just you, talk about it. I'll, I'll work on this. <laughs> yeah, he he, you know, he did a limited number of things for Marvel. He was in that sort of in between period of X Men, where they were in danger of being canceled, uh, and before Giant Size X Men came along. Uh, in fact, they were doing reprints, you know, around this era, and you know, he came along and. Uh, is kind of known at Marvel for his X-Men as well as, uh, sorry, I skipped over that. Uh, yeah, I, I love his work on that Kree Skrull War, which, you know, I should point out here, uh, Marvel reprinted some of the Kree Skrull work when I was, you know, early in the 80s, I would say, when I was, you know, getting into comics. And it's it's amazing because... You know, I, I really didn't know him, know of Neil Adams. I didn't know of his, his Batman stuff. But, you know, you look at these issues and you could see they, 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 they could have been printed, you know, that year. You know, they could have been printed in the 80s for all I knew because he was so, so different and so modern looking. He, it didn't seem like a reprint book almost, you know, and it, it was yeah. probably what, you know, 10, 12, 14 years after they initially had been published at Marvel, uh, you know, I was getting these reprints, and it did make an impression on me. You know, he he he's a he was a great artist, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, but you know, then you know he was moving over to DC, and I think you know here's an, I brought this up. This is this is an iconic cover. Every everybody's seen this cover. Yeah. It's been you know homaged by Alex Ross among other people. It's just, uh, and even Neil himself has done a few classic twists on it, I believe. Yeah, I think his most iconic stuff was the DC. He's got a couple of the X Men books that are real standout, but right, yeah, ultimately is DC. Yeah, yeah. All his uh, Detective and Batman. Remember the comic we uh, were passing around a few months back, where. Uh, Shazam or Captain Marvel was asking Superman, how does he get the chains to shatter like that? Right. <laughs> Basically, like the whole comics are built on that image, you know? Yep. Yeah, once uh, I made a checklist of the his Detective and Batman books, and um, I have I have some, I don't have all of them, but you start looking at the prices of some of them, and uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll end up getting those. <laughs> Oops, there's a better version. Awesome. You know, and then he's, you know, he, he's known for his Green Arrow and uh, 
Green Lantern run. You know, and a lot of this is with Denny O'Neill, the writer. Uh, that just happens to be a Brave and the Bold with Green Arrow, but I, I have some of this Green Arrow, Green Lantern covers in here too. Uh, a lot of a lot of cool Brave and the Bold stuff. There's an iconic image. Everybody's yeah. seen that. Yeah. Uh, that, around the that was on a lot of t-shirts back in 1989. That's that might be like the definitive Neil Adams Batman image. Yeah. I, I think if I, I might be incorrect, but I think that's from like the Ray Shaw goal. Yeah, era. I, think, I think you're right. Uh, which I should right. have some of those covers in here too. It, it's funny because I actually have this book somehow. I don't know how, I can't remember how I got this. But that, every, I think everybody's seen that cover too. I mean, Absolutely. Is it in good shape too? Do you know? It's in decent shape. I haven't looked at it for a while. Yeah, I definitely want that. I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah. there's some mm-hmm. racial stuff, you know. And he's he was co-creator of Rachel Gould. Uh, other classic there. Oh, hey, finally one that I have. Yeah, that that <laughs> that Gould story got adapted onto Batman the animated series. Yeah, uh, two-parter that Daniel Hill was credited as the writer of that episode. I don't, I don't know for sure. Did he adapt his own? Uh, you know, comic script, but it was it was just an adaptation of that story. It was really cool. Yeah, there's another iconic one. I think I have that when DC did those uh the dollar comic reprints. Okay. Oh, back to that one. Um where's that? We 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 had talked about this and uh, the Superman versus Muhammad Ali Treasury yeah. edition, um, with that great cover. All the celebrities in the audience. Um, there's some, you know, he's, he's co-creator of John Stewart, Green Lantern also. Yeah. Um, he was known for that story arc, you know, with Speedy of the drug use stories. Uh, I yeah, actually that's, had that's this. iconic cover. I actually had this one, but sold it when I needed some cash. Now I just have a reprint, but I have the reprints, whatever. I remember seeing it's, this one up on the wall at Phantom of the Attic and Butler. Uh, you know, if you told me to name two covers that they had on their wall probably have trouble coming up with number two but i remember this being up there yeah 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 another one from that green lantern and green arrow run yeah i mean oh, you, you, so many of these are just so familiar even if even if you've never read them um you've you've definitely seen these or they've been homage somewhere and where another you know um they're just such classic covers yeah um obviously a well-respected artist you know among not just fans but his peers also yeah well i think he was kind of responsible for frank miller getting his foot in the door oh really i didn't know that yeah i can't remember all the details but i think uh frank had come to him and and uh hopefully i don't mess this up (laughs) and uh, he looked at his stuff and he said you know come back again not not like in a rude way but practice some more and then come back again and i think frank did okay i hope there's, i'm rendering that correct yeah there, there's a lot of stories out there he, neil was one of those guys who was i, I think he even at he he wanted to know if you wanted an honest evaluation of your talent or not because right. he, he laid it out on the line and if you're if that's you know if that's going to be your profession it's sort of what you want and you hear a lot of those stories where he's just a brutally honest 
critiquer of uh, portfolios out there. So, yeah, well, you know, yeah, you don't want to give anybody like false hope and and mislead them, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think I've run through all the covers, but obviously, you know, there's a, there's a lot more out there, but I just you know I tried to pick a few of the class mm. classic ones. Yeah, those are great. And, uh, you know, I wanted to, sorry about that. <laughs> you know, I haven't, I haven't been in control of all this in so long. <laughs> I've forgotten which button is which we don't have a moderator today. So, uh, and, and actually we're changing the name. It's not moderator. It's, uh, it's, uh, what is it, Tom? Producer. Uh, well, we didn't. Then we decide we're the producers, though. So well, you could do the producer or director. I think either one would be fitting. A lot of a lot of radio shows, like the person who's kind of doing the things behind the scenes, they call the producers. You know, the okay. person who's right. not on the person who's not on the air. But you can. Right, well, we don't have a producer really, with everyone us. here who does work yeah. leading up to prep the show. I'd say could be called producers also. Mostly you and Mike. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Mike, is that a Neil Adams behind you too? No. No, I wish that I knew who did a lot of these. I, I just looked for uh, um, screensavers mm. instead of uh, just like actual artwork from books and, and things like that. Yeah, okay. So these are just screensavers. Yeah, okay. Because if I, if I could figure out who actually drew it, I would. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes this one... This reminds me of Raphael Albuquerque a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I, I if I had thought about it, I probably could have found it. Well, it's the last minute thing. We just talked about it when we started today, so you know, just appropriate to talk about it. And 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 yeah, that's all I had. Uh, Patrick, did you, is that all you had uh, regarding Neil Adams? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, Mike, did you have anything else you wanted to add? No, I'll cover a little bit when we get to our uh, purchases for the week. Um, okay. But yeah, it's. Uh, um, I'm just. I, I'm. I'm thankful that I actually got to see <laughs> Neil, and I'm glad that you actually got to sit down and, and chat with him for a bit. Yeah, it makes that moment. Yeah, obviously, that much yeah. more special. Yeah, yeah, for me. Yeah, and it, yeah. It's it's just a reminder. A lot of, a lot of the artists and writers that. Um that we grew up like, with or aging. Yeah, we kind of, yeah, grew up with and, and yeah, it's, it's kind of strange. I mean, he was 80 years old. Um, yeah. So it, it's, you kind of group other creators, but you know, they put them in the same group. Um, it gets scary. Sometimes you start thinking about the age of some of these creators and it's like, dang. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if they're being, uh, if we're getting the same quality of creating, you know, writers and artists now that we had in the 70s and 80s and even into the 90s yeah um, so anyway that's all i got i can ramble <laughs> well um my personal prayers will be with neil adams family and uh rest in peace neil adams definitely uh in my opinion a great man seems like in all of our opinions so yeah and i think the creator's uh, rights. I think he was instrumental in Siegel and Schuster. I think in the sixties, he, he was really instrumental in them getting more. 
for Superman. Yeah. Well, you know what I did? You had another idea? No. Oh, you forgot to do the work. intro. Yes. Oh. Because <laughs> my top card was Neil Adams, and we talked about putting it up at the beginning. My next card is on today's show, and then the intro. <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. I mean, you know, you know, they they do it all the time. You have a ten minute thing, and then boom, there's the yeah. Uh, yeah the, I was just I was yet, the, so. the cold open. Yeah, and you you, something is killing the children. You read three or four pages, and then you open it up, and boom. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we just thought we would uh, open the show with that conversation, uh, but now, uh, you know, let's get into everything else. Uh, let's go. Just go. Like <laughs> Well, you know, uh, I obviously updated the fun fan freebie. That's that's going to be the only uh, hard part of selling the. We intended to do this because I did the fun fan freebie update, but I didn't say what the fun fan the first the first word of the fun fan freebie phrase is. Uh, and the first word is just out of curiosity. We've been through one week with this phrase. Does anybody in the room know the full phrase as of right now? No. No. <laughs> I, I was expecting Tom to, of course. Mike, I was doubting you would. I thought the only one that had a chance was Patrick, but I'm not surprised after just uh, uh, one week. But yeah, It was a hectic week this week. I didn't get around to listening and watching uh, crawl through. Yeah, okay. And I actually didn't get the crawl through it out until like zero dark 30 on Thursday night. So uh, if you're waiting for it on Thursday, I mean, uh, Friday night. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you're waiting for it on Friday, I, uh, yeah, my, my life is crazy too, but I just stay, I just don't sleep. And that's how I make half of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. I see a, a text or a, a message from you at three forty six in the morning. And I'm thinking, <laughs> right. right. See, I, I'm getting up in two hours. I'm sure he's on the same schedule as me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And then we've got a new, uh, a couple new sweepstakes. But the first one I want to talk about, or a couple new giveaways. The first one I want to talk about, though, is going to be kind of an update because it's just starting now. or It's not really an update because it's just starting now. But... This is when we will update it. So I wanted to show you the new intro I had for this update, okay? You ready? Yeah, yeah, this is new for us too. Yeah. There you go. The Scruffles Goals Sweepstakes. And you, you like how now it's, it's pretty clear uh, for everybody that's just listening and couldn't see it in that animation. It actually says that the S is for subscribe. The C is for comment. The R is for retweet. The F is for follow. The L is for like. And the second S is for share. And the way it's going to work is you do any of those things and it basically gets you an entry in uh, in the Scruffles Goal sweepstakes. And I actually, uh, 
updated the website too if anybody had seen this with um, exactly how that's going to work and this this is subject to change you know uh it won't change the entry the way the way you enter and the way you win will not change but uh we kind of talked briefly last week about what the prizes were going to be and and we didn't really you know get into covering it later uh but basically what i just decided to put on the website was two free movie tickets a pop a pack of uh trading card games uh, a, a pack of trading card you know trading cards from a trading card game a comic book and um yeah actually i think that oh and a, did i say a pop yeah yeah yeah, yeah. funko yeah, so pop yeah funko pop yeah because you said movie tickets and then a pop and i'm like okay so i get a coke and some movie tickets <laughs> no 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 that's sorry, what I thought. Sorry. Yeah. that's a pretty good haul yeah, yeah definitely uh and the comic book just has to be you know a new ish and what do you how do you say it mike a uh uh open order book okay yeah 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 can't be asking for incredible hulk 181. yeah and yeah no variants, no right current book um so and then the and then the last thing is and mike you you're gonna have to help me with this is yep. the uh pick three profit profits there we go and mike did you want to kind of cover this one real quick yeah i'll go over this so these are uh 10 open order comic books that are coming out um this week may 4th and I choose 10 books out of uh, all of them that are being released. And then I present those 10 books to the Acceler group and our family members. They all pick their top, their three favorite ones. I tally up which covers get the most uh, votes. And that becomes our top three covers for the week. And all you have to do in order to be the profiting profit is uh, pick the three covers that you think are going to be our top three and uh, so the cutoff time is going to be right before my segment where I reveal those uh, and well, right you, as soon as you started technically yeah yeah as soon as I started and I'll announce it that it's not it's cut off and what is it Kevin they comment during the show yeah the three covers that they want to uh, select. And if you go to the, the Facebook page, they're all listed there with the artist, the large picture of it. So you can get a better picture, you know, uh, a better uh, idea what it looks like. Right. So, and the, the winner will receive their choice of one of those 10 comics. Uh, we'll ship it to you. We'll cover the shipping. And this is for the um, contiguous United States only. Um, and just just to add to that, we'll ship outside, but we're only going to cover the shipping for the contiguous United States. So, right, maybe yeah. we'll cover the shipping for internationally up to eight bucks or something. But, but yeah, uh, up to what we normally would for, uh, for contiguous yeah. U.S. Yeah. Correct. So, go on over to the Facebook page, uh, maybe on your on your laptop or phone, whatever device you're not watching us on. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, 
we talked about that this morning too because your show changed there too you want to talk about that a little bit yeah the sunday short show uh we're gonna we changed it up to the short sale show <laughs> i try to do them on sundays uh, but basically at uh during that show i'll i'll say share the same graphic of the 10 comics that are going to be talked about in the comics and collectibles in the crawl space show yeah so you can maximize your time to scrutinize what you think is going to be the top three covers right you get it in the short sale show you can check it out after the short sale show before the live stream starts on a post on facebook and i'll try to remember to, if i have time to share that on instagram or twitter as well but uh yeah. you know, at least be on facebook because mike will do that yep i'll and do then, that probably friday we'll, nights i'll have those up okay and then uh and then we'll share it again at the beginning of the show but that's you know but from now until then you can comment who you, what you think the top three winners are gonna or top three covers are gonna be and be a big winner another way we're trying to give you free stuff <laughs> tell your friends yep it's awesome all right all right so uh we usually have a little bit bigger gap of time between uh that intro uh and the next one uh but uh let's go ahead and get into technically the first uh segment of the week so i uh i had another big week i i really like watching stuff i'm, I'm glad this is my segment <laughs> yeah i'm glad it's your segment too because i didn't watch anything so there you know there's the new the new shows but i haven't seen a, a brand new movie in uh i think since was batman in the theaters after spider-man or what or what was it reverse or whatever but either whichever one was last that's the last time i saw a new one so i i i i'd mean i'd meant to see this one uh but uh, i hadn't so i saw snake eyes gi joe origin story let me see if i can yeah there it goes okay uh has anybody seen this no no i have a cool poster that i got tom do you see snake eyes no, story? no i haven't seen any of the live action gi joe movies and I, I forgot that this one even came out about you know like so you brought it up so um looks interesting what what how was it it was good i really liked it uh the only if i have a criticism of it is it 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 kind of started a little slow I, I i was i almost didn't continue about halfway through just because i had a lot of stuff i wanted to watch and i was like you know what maybe this wasn't the best call but it wasn't soon thereafter that it, everything changed and it really kicked some butt uh through the ending and and I ended up really liking it a lot uh, and I watched this uh on Amazon Prime but uh there's a and I guess some I, I've heard some people are a little bitter with some changes you know as far as comic books and maybe even cartoons ver versus the way this movie kind of explained things like does anybody know how Snake Eyes got his name terrible no. at dice i don't know <laughs> okay no 
Well, I, and, and I'm going to, I've never been a big GI Joe fan, so I'm not going to say whether this is the way it originally was or not, but the way they represented in this movie <clears throat> is his father is murdered. Uh, and this assassin that murders him, basically he has this game. He plays with dice to decide whether he's going to murder him or not and says all right you lose you die you win you live and he rolls them and he and his dad he, he's hiding in the closet his dad hit him in the closet when these assassins came for his dad and uh he's so he's of course watching the whole thing go down and sees the guy roll the dice and, and he rolls snake eyes so then uh in a very uh, batman-esque way he becomes this you know, angry, just wants to be a bad butt, you know, learn all the martial arts, kick everybody's butt because he's an angry guy. And he gives himself the name Snake Eyes because of that. So his mission in life after that, of course, is to find this assassin of his father and uh, and and get revenge. And right. Snake Eyes is just the name he gave himself because of that event happening. Because his dad is a terrible dice player. His dad didn't roll the assassin role. It's kind of like a he rolled for him. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a two face, you know, flipping the coin. Yeah, right two faces right. flipping the coin for your face, yeah. right? <laughs> and and uh, and true to form to uh, evildoers as well. Uh, the dice were rigged because <laughs> Snake Eyes actually finds the guy and, and gets his dice later, uh, and and he's just messing around with them. He's just rolling them around, and he's and they always land on Snake Eyes. So so it's just false hope. That he rolls right. the dice and you might live. Exactly. Ahead, Derek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think uh, that might have been the only um, movie in general I watched. So I wanted to bring up another movie real quick, though. Uh, but I but this is just uh, the trailer. Uh, I guess trailer the second trailer, final trailer. For this dropped hey patrick was this fake trailer was it real i i think it was real i didn't see it <laughs> i think this one's real yeah yeah patrick uh you know obviously called me out which thank you was accurate and uh i asked i actually showed the trailer i was talking to him later and it was even more embarrassing after i showed him because he's like Dude, it says Disney Plus, like right there in the corner, in, like three scenes. I was like, oh man, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Totally missed that, so I'm still ashamed. Um, but I have you to thank for saving me and thinking that was uh, real. And you know what's even worse too? Since I watched it, you know what happens now. Now oh, my entire YouTube feed is full of these. And <laughs> yeah, I saw a Deadpool three trailer, and I was like, no, 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 you're not fooling me. But anyway, this trailer was awesome. And this movie's a big deal. I mean, it's got everybody from the original Jurassic Park. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the the joining of the original and the and the current. It's pretty cool. Yeah, well, yeah. I think are they is this wrapping up the series? Yeah, yeah. It says right there on that uh, so. graphic that I got on there at the top it says oh. the epic conclusion of the Jurassic era, but you know what? That doesn't mean anything because I thought well, it was over after Jurassic Park yeah. three. You know. Yeah. Well, they're doing. You know, the maybe the next three. Uh, you know, Chris Pratt and uh, um, 
Dallas, Bryce, Dallas, Howard, uh, three named people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they might not be in it. They restarted. This error right? might, their error might be done. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Th yeah this looks exciting. I yeah, mean, he's on a horse. And uh, yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. I might actually get to see this before I see Morbius because this is coming out, I think, May 5th. Is it, is it on there too? Does it say that on there? It doesn't say. What's it say at the bottom there? I don't know. I've got by the banner. I've got graphics on my computer here blocking it. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's soon. You know. <laughs> Did anybody see Morbius? By the way, I keep feeling bad that every week goes I by I haven't seen it. I saw it. Uh -oh. oh, you did? Yeah. Was right. it good? It was okay. I mean, it, it's been getting. I, I've been seeing like a lot of negative. Uh, just, just uh, I don't know what you call it. Just general hate for it, you know, and mockery. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I thought, you know, for being Morbius, I thought it was an okay movie, but I, I didn't find it was kind of formulaic. Like the, the first scene shows him as a kid, and then there's this other kid, and, and like I, I could tell like right away, it's like, oh, that's gonna be the villain. You, you know, like it just sort of followed that the. the superhero um arc story pretty pretty much blow for blow but okay. you know uh and, and it kind of ended abruptly too like i thought you know towards at the end it was like oh and there's the credits i, I guess we're done you know but, <laughs> well, you know, but, but i wasn't like squirming in my seat thinking oh this is terrible actually like i don't care for the venom movies at all i i feel like they're not for me. I think they're for like teenage boys or something. Like you know, they're just they just seem juvenile to me. And I like I didn't uh, dislike this in the way I dislike the Venom movies. So you know, it was I'd say it was watchable, adequate. You know, it wasn't a masterpiece. I was like, I'll run out and see it. But you know, I don't think it was just total garbage either. You know, it's just kind of a you're not you know. you're not a venom fan you don't like the venoms at all i don't like the venom movies you know like i don't i don't want to see well, that's what, yeah, basically a, a movie about venom you know like he's he's okay as a spider-man character and stuff like i just i, I don't know it just doesn't really appeal to me it's uh no his I, voice I agree with that antics. i agree with that so just yeah I, I i've never i've tried twice i think to watch the first one and i fell asleep both times and the second one i saw in the theater um you know because because my teenage son wanted to see it right so i went but i yeah. you know i just I, I, it's just kind of stupid yeah thing. we're in agreement yeah we're in agreement yeah. on that yeah so i thought yeah, morbius cool. wasn't as bad as venom and that is something no, not saying much yeah. so, sony spider-verse movie you know like i said I, I wouldn't even say it was bad it just wasn't all that good it was kind of predictable you yeah i got you but okay. yeah but I hate it. Alright. Well now now Tom's ahead of me. Now now great. Now I gotta see it so I can actually <laughs> claim the what you know what I watched uh moniker again. Tom currently has it. So anyway. Uh, and then I just run through these real quick. I watched another couple of episodes of Re Reacher. Still kicking butt. It's really good. Still like it a lot. Then I watched another couple episodes of Space Force. 
still don't like it. Uh, and this actually got canceled. I saw this was canceled yeah. too. Yeah. And uh, to chime in, I I started watching the first episode. Um, of season one or season two? Season one. Okay. Uh, this is like a few weeks ago. I had forgotten. Um, yeah, it was. I was having a hard time getting into it. I haven't completely bailed on it. I, I still want to give it a shot, but I was having trouble with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you know. And I love Steve Carell. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, if, literally, if it wasn't for, uh, you know, I said this before, Steve Carell and John Malkovich, I, I wouldn't even be able to watch the show. I think it's so bad. <laughs> it's just not... If it were anybody but them, I feel like I wouldn't even have made it past two or three episodes, let alone two or three episodes into the second season, you know, so. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've been watching this show, uh, Pacific Rim the Black. It's an animated Pacific Rim series, and season two just came out, I think, last week or the week before. And I've been watching this. Do you guys like Pacific Rim in general? I like I like the first one. I hadn't seen the second one yet. Yeah, I think the first one's definitely better than the second one, but I thought the second one was was pretty pretty good as well. Mike, have you seen any, either of them? I saw the first one. I thought it was I thought it was really good. I liked yeah. it. Well, I'm I'm loving it. I'm digging this cartoon a lot. It's really it's really good. And it's kind of that uh, you know, I was I forget my terms when I'm describing animation, but um uh. What's the, what's the like Toy Story and all that is? What kind of you know, um, like like 3D computer generated. Yeah, yeah, um, like CGI cartoon, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not you know your typical animation, and I, you know, so I'm I'm really I'm really liking a lot. And the story's great, and it's totally obviously in the same uh, universe as the movies, and you know the movies play a part in it and everything. But I'm only a couple episodes into the second season now, but that's a big recommend that I revisit it as well. And then there is this outer range. Is anybody familiar with this? No. Mike, what do you got? Yeah, I watched the like the first twenty minutes, and then Emily uh, came down, and we we watched the last episode of uh, Resident Alien. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, this is this is out there. Yeah. Range. Yeah, yeah. But I love it because it's the it's the the Midwest. It's you know cowboys, and I and don't want to steal your thunder here. And sci-fi. So yeah, yeah right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, and and all I have to say right now is it's interesting. I haven't decided whether I actually like it or not. Uh, but basically, what happens in this is he's a rancher. Uh, Josh Brolin, a.k.a. Thanos, is a rancher that uh, we kind of start with this mystery in the show about his daughter missing and and the, and the trauma that that's done to the family and how they're all trying to deal with that. And then he finds this humongous bottomless hole in the middle of, of one of his pastures. And, it, and when I say humongous, it's probably, you know, 20 feet by... Uh, a 20 foot diameter it's a circle you know and it's just endless you know he like throws stuff down in it and lights and stuff and it just never ends and so that's a big part of the story that i won't get into too much but uh what what makes this show extra special crazy and and keeps me from deciding whether i like it or not is that 
aside from this whole sci-fi aspect with this, you know, inexplicable hole in his pasture that plays a part in a lot of it, it plays out like this murder mystery too, because you know, this is a spoiler. Uh, if you want to check out for a few seconds, not much though, because it happens pretty quick, uh, pretty early in the show is one of his sons actually the 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 husband one of his sons that his wife is the daughter that left uh somebody was talking smack to him about the daughter so he ended up killing him so then it becomes this murder mystery uh it, on on multiple sides uh kind of from the perspective of the murderers trying to hide it because they're murderers in essence and and then the daughter missing which they're assuming she's dead and she was murdered and stuff you know so it's it's a it's a it's a ride that's for sure. I haven't been able to stop watching it, and it is some a little different with this too. At least it's different for me. They're actually releasing two episodes a week. Uh, so, at least they did this last week because I didn't even know it was out until episode four was already out. So I binged up through four episodes, and then this past week. It said new episodes on Friday, so I checked it out Friday, and episode five and six were both released. So I don't know whether that's a normal thing for Amazon or what, but I've never done this kind of thing with Amazon to where I know that's typical or not. But basically, the first six episodes are out now, and uh, it's you know it's 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 interesting. You know, I, it's definitely compelling. Uh, but I'll I'm gonna save my dislike or like for it later. You know. It seems like a bunch of different genres all right great into one yeah uh and, and i'm gonna uh, take this right into uh moon night i can't wait to hear what you have to say about this patrick this week because maybe my maybe my craziness exhaustion level was high whenever i watched uh outer range because i watched moon knight first <laughs> and i was just exhausted from this episode patrick uh why don't you why don't you tell everybody because i'm assuming you watched it right patrick yeah i, I think we saw it yeah so can give us your take first please i gotta hear this uh this was basically sort of a rewind and trying to show i think sort of his origin story and where the possibly where the multiple personalities stem from um and uh it, it's it was is basically mark and steven uh they believe they're dead they possibly are dead and they're in the egyptian afterworld trying to reach their final destination and before they can reach it they have to balance their scales uh, to decide which direction they're going to go and in the process reveal, <clears throat> pardon me, sort of their, what happened to them and why they got, they became this way, including the origin of his uh, powers. Yep. So this was very crazy with regard to it, 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 it basically, every time it tried to tell you something, it didn't want to tell you directly. It wanted to tell you in some indirect, crazy way that you had to decipher to figure out. And man, I just i i didn't I didn't like this episode hardly at all. There was a couple of moments where I thought it was pretty cool, but overall, again, no Moon Knight, of course. And a little, little bit, little bit. 
Oh, oh, well, when when he first was uh, when when he first was uh, created or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds like they're following the same format as Book of Boba Fett then, because last week you said there was no Moon Knight. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no Moon Knight, and then there's a little Moon Knight, and then what do we have? One more episode. Well, the character that plays Moon Knight's in, it, but we don't right. see Moon Knight in his costume because he's lost his power, so he's okay. in it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not like Boba Fett wasn't in it at all. Right, that's true. Yeah. But still. But, and man, they had a talking hippopotamus that was the lady. She there was this, there was a hippopotamus that was the lady that was in charge of getting the dead from point A to point B. And and that's the other thing too. We talked about how uh, I asked you, Patrick, if you thought they were actually dead. And I guess a couple from a few other things they said, they're actually dead as or as of right now, right? Seems that way. And they're trying to get back, right? Yeah. And so. It's just crazy. I, you know, it, it, it was just too much for me. Um, so I, I didn't care for that episode at all. I thought it was really good. I thought it was another really strong episode. <laughs> Oscar, Oscar Isaac was phenomenal in this episode. Well, that, yeah, I would definitely not take that away. Oscar mm -hmm. Isaac is definitely amazing. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah him, him pulling it off because he's the entire episode is him with himself. The whole yep. episode. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely is great. He's doing a great job, but I just I just don't enjoy this kind of I guess this part of a story, uh, you know. So I, I'm glad you do though, and and you know, you, people can get both takes, you know. So, Tom, are you watching any Moon Knight? No, I I haven't seen uh, any of it at all. I I wondered. I, I don't want to change the topic, but if we have time, I wondered if anybody. Uh, has seen the fourth season of Young Justice at all, or had watched the previous seasons. That's one thing that I uh, watched I started the watching the first episode, and and oh. all that did was remind me to go back and watch the others. So I started okay. over, and basically I'm going to catch up to it. <laughs> I, well, there was there was a night, you know, it was like based on the time we didn't want to put on a movie. We were just kind of trying to find something to watch. We're like, oh, all right, this has been on here a while. Let's let's check out the first episode of season four because it came out i don't know when it came out it's been a while now but the first two seasons of the show were on television years ago they were really good um we watched them with the kids you know years back and then and then the show you know it's one of those shows that got canceled and then got resurrected direct to streaming so they did a third season we watched that when it came out and i i remember you know, it was like three years I, ago, I think. Yes, yeah. but it, you know, it, it was decent. It was, you know, yeah. yeah. Didn't think that it was, uh, you know, as good. Didn't have, as didn't have, good yeah, but still, you know, pretty good, I guess. You know, it wasn't like, yeah. what are they doing? Well, this is like, what are they doing? So we watched the first episode, and it was like we could barely get through it. We practically wanted to turn it off but we thought we'd stick it out and it, it just is like the, the whole episode have you said you didn't see the first episode right yeah there, I did. there, yeah. there wasn't really any action or, or villains it was all about uh, two of the characters one of whom is a martian and they're yeah. traveling to mars to, to have a wedding and to meet the martian family and all this stuff which is fine but then on top of that they uh you know, Martians um, speak telepathically, so we don't have to animate their mouths. So you have a lot of people holding still, and you just hear what they're saying. So it's like, okay, that's a nice cost cut measure, I guess. And then, like, the whole plot line was about 
these Martians that have darker skin and these Martians that have whiter skin don't like each other. And it, it was like this whole, you know, racial thing. And it was yeah. really heavy handed. And, you know, just like so many things nowadays, it's just they're, they're just pushing this, um, this messaging right. into things that used to be fun and ruining them. And, and so it's like, you know, this is the first episode you're like, is this what this is all going to be? And so then yeah. I got on, you know, and kind of read reviews of this season from other people who had watched it, you know, you, and, and the, you know, you, you read a handful of them and they're all kind of saying like, oh, they're checking all of the, you know, SJW bingo card squares, like in the mm. in every episode, like all of them, you know? And, and so we were like, okay, I guess we're done with this. That's too bad. So it's like it's, yeah. it's like it's not even the same show anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely changed a lot. That's for sure. Hey, you just want a good show. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to have a message or a, a greater meaning or anything. Just just a good fun show. Yeah. Speaking of good shows, uh, Halo on Paramount Plus is still a good show, and if you haven't watched it yet, you should. I keep forgetting about it. What, what show? Halo on Paranormal Plus. Halo. Okay. It's really good. Although I do have something to say oh. though. This was and this was what? What oh, were you say, Tom? So, sorry, I, I was wondering. You said I, I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, was it Snake Eyes? You said you watched it on Amazon, and I wanted to ask you: Was that included with Prime, or did you rent it? It was included. It was included. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, Halo. Here's the here's the funny part. So it was it was still good. I enjoyed it. Still big recommend with the show, but it definitely took this weird kind of psychedelic, psychedelic, ambiguous, you know, inexplicable events kind of happening all around kind of narrative for this episode too. So I mean, like seriously, I wanted to rip my hair out with uh, Moon Knight. Uh, Outer Range and Halo. I watched them all in the same day, and they all were kind of on that same kind of arc. And I was just like, "Oh my god!" I, you know, I survived, but it was tough. <laughs> you know, and and I definitely liked Halo the best out of the three. And uh, you know, so anyway, uh, I watched Halo, and then oh, I think that's about it, actually. <clears throat> Yeah, that's probably enough. So yeah, <laughs> sorry about it. <laughs> it just keeps for reminding me of all the stuff that I'm not, you know, I've got to catch up on. Yeah. Um, my parents sent me a message. Hey, you know, like what was it? Part two of season four of Ozark is on, and I'm like, I, I still need. I haven't even watched season one, episode one. <laughs> Yeah, man, everybody just keeps talking that up so much. And uh, yeah, how many seasons? Are, this is the final season. It's season four, I think, right? Is it? Is it? I don't know. But okay. Anyway, so that's what I watched. All right. So now it is uh, Mike's time. Are you ready, Mike? I have an intro. So you just say yeah. And then if, if you're going to be ready in 10 seconds, that'll work. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, cool. It, it took me 10 seconds to get completely ready. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, this is our pick three. So um, 
Contest officially ends now. Officially over. Yeah. No more. Uh, no more guesses. I'm actually. I'm actually going to pull the comments up for myself right now, so I don't miss anybody. I'm. I'm waiting. People. Oh. Oh no! It would be too late now. I put up the comments and no yes. one commented. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, this. It was. I was really surprised with this week. Um, we'll go down. Uh, the artists and the books real quickly. Batman 123, Howard Porter. Marauders number two. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to stop picking this guy's covers because I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> K.L. New. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, NGU. Um, Once in Future 25, Dan Mora. Batman Killing Time 3B. K.L. Once again. Uh, Star Wars Obi-Wan, number one, Eric M. Gist. Avengers Forever, number five, Lee Garbett. Little Monsters, 3B, Andrea Sorrentino. Scorched, 5B, Todd McFarlane. Spider-Man, 2099, Exodus, one. That title is actually not all of it. Uh, Ryan Brown, and then Iron Man, 19, Alex Ross. Um, what really surprised me about this uh was how many people liked the the once in future me too i was actually surprised by that as yeah. well so i don't know everybody of course with the way we're doing it now but yeah i think everybody in my family except me chose it yeah, yeah i was and yeah it's just i was surprised that uh some of the covers actually got quite a few votes i mean i i like them all obviously but yeah they're all good yeah mm -hmm. yep so we will uh start with Number three, and this week we had number one was a clear winner, and then I guess second place there were three books all tied for second place. So, once again, my non scientific way to do the tiebreaker sorted things out for us easily. And uh, number three, right there, that is Batman Killing Time. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, if I had won this i would probably ask for that one to be i just dropped all my stuff uh, <laughs> i would say that's the book i want you to buy for me <laughs> yeah, for winning cool. yeah. yep and number two i was surprised this is number two obi-wan you were surprised I, it was number two yeah this i we, thought this was going to be number, number one, one? Oh. <laughs> i really did well, you know, that lightsaber healed ain't right. Once Tyler threw out the lightsaber yes. thing, I think it swayed a lot of people. <laughs> and the biggest crime of them all is Tyler didn't pick. Poison the well. Three, didn't pick three covers. Oh, he didn't even pick. Oh. He didn't even pick. But he took time to critique. The one cover and didn't even yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, he did participate in that conversation that I think was about 50 comments over right. three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Good job, Tyler. Me, uh, yeah, way to go, Ty. Uh, number one. I, I want to interrupt real quick, oh. you know, because that's what I do. Yeah, that's amazing yeah. to me. Sorry. Yeah, I, I stole it. I want to interrupt. Yeah, there goes the thunder for number one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Patrick, you got to pick one Obi Wan. Who is it? Alec Guinness or Ewan McGregor? Uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, me too. Exactly. See, Mike. He has a larger body of work as Obi Wan. 
Um, I agree. I, I think he's he's a great Obi Wan, but uh, that's no reason to not pick. Why well, didn't pick it? Because he that's Alan Guinness. I just right. th that's why it didn't really sway me to pick him. You know, even Resonate. though Obi Wan's yeah. my favorite Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, anyway back to Dan Mora with uh, Once in Future number twenty five. Dan Mora Once in Future number twenty five, yeah. and this is a Virgin variant, right? Because you no. said you. It's yeah. not. It's just they haven't released a copy of it. Oh. Uh, with the trade dress on there. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't, the trade dress is pretty large for this book, so I mean, I'm not sure where they're going to put it. He really, uh, probably up in the left corner. But uh, yeah, this is great, and uh, he's done a great job. He's he's illustrated all 25 issues. You know, it's his creator owned. Did you um, vote for this one, Mike? Yes. Tom, did you vote for this? Did Tom vote? Tom did vote. Um, I don't think. Yeah, Tom voted. yeah. This is the one I called it, like the Arrow one or something. I, I had no the idea Arrow what one. it is. It just looked cool. Oh right, right. Oh yeah. 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 Oh wait, no, I did not vote for this one. I did. Well, there you go. It's amazing. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, Tom did. And you know what's yeah, even I went two for three this week. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Um, you know, or no, I didn't. I only went one for three. Yeah, I only picked the Batman. Um, you know, what's even crazier about this cover is I don't know how you guys are doing it, but you know, I'll give I'll give my miscellaneous family members the phone and they'll scroll through it. They all came back with this one for like they said, okay, yeah, I want that one, the arrow guy, and then they told me the rest. So it was like their first pick for all of them, too. It's like yeah, yeah I was it, was, it was it was my number one pick too. Just wow. like you know, when you go through the first scroll through, like it jumped right out. And it, the only downside or, or the negative of this was that it wasn't familiar characters. That can be a factor sometimes. Like I liked that cover a, a few weeks ago of some guy on a horse looking at a spaceship, but I had no idea who those people are. So it's like a little bit of a the merit yeah. when I don't even know what that is, right? But so these ones, like, I can't tell who it is, but I don't know. The guy's in shadow anyway. Is this a Green Arrow cover? I don't know. But um, yeah. <laughs> but it's such a, it's a great, it's great art. And I like the, the layout, the storytelling elements with the reflection and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it has a lot of the elements that make a great cover. Um, just gr great art. Not, not just a pinup. Kind of tells a little bit of what what the storyline's gonna be? So yeah, it's great. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, yes. last flight out number six. Was the guy on the horse? Oh yeah, 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 right, right. Yeah. That was like I for that one, it, but it was like an honorable mention. That was like number four. You know, it was, it was in consideration. Yeah. I did like the cover. Right. Well, I'm definitely gonna buy this book when it comes out. Now, you know, even though I wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah, I've had this on my pool list. From the get-go i mean karen gillen's a writer and uh dan mora i love dan mora's work when he worked with uh i think it's grant morrison on the claws books the santa claus books well claws but they don't call him santa yeah 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 claws with a k right? yes yeah or as i look at it always klaus <laughs> <laughs> and it might be klaus and then change the claws later i don't know <laughs> which way would it be with the k klaus or claws all right, so I'm assuming all the family members won this week and, and the, the professionals like us failed miserably. 
I did not do. I, I didn't do. Uh, I didn't factor all the the standings. Oh, you didn't even but, do it. Who who the top three were? No. 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 Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Ran out of time. I had I uh, did the short sale show this morning. Ate yeah. Up. You know something I thought it's like we're gonna something's got to give. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna knock this show out in forty minutes. You know, with prep and all that stuff. And uh, I think it was two hours. I was gone. But we had a good weekend for uh, sales as well. So yeah, I was packing. We had a lot of packing too. to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I have another new exciting intro for the next segment. Yes. You know, I uh, definitely uh, love all your feedback, and and this one is short. But I'm telling you, this this was one of the trickiest ones. You know, I'm sure Patrick can really appreciate how tricky some of this stuff can be, even though it looks short and easy. But uh, so let's move into it. So I got a lot of this is going to go smooth and easy. Uh, Just a reminder from last week, that was another uh, you got a deal lot. And uh, there was a little bit of a snafu this week with the with the lot that I bought uh, Monday last week. It was supposed to be here by Saturday. Hadn't even shipped yet. I'm like, what's up to the dude? And he's like, he didn't respond to me. And then he shipped it. And then he sent me a message after he shipped it. Oh, we just shipped it. I was like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I knew that already. So what I had to do was, uh, you know, my plan was to just go out to dollar bins and, and get, you know, 25 good books to go for 25 bucks. But something better happened. Found a flea market that had a, the, you know, it was, it was a short box of just random books that uh, were actually 50 cents. They were dollar books and, and and this flea market was crazy. They, the first hour you actually had to pay to get in. The next hour was free to get in. The next hour they sold everything at 50% off. And then like two hours later, they just, anything left, you could just take it and leave. They didn't even say, it was so crazy. That's the craziest idea. So I was there during the 50% hour uh, 50% off hour. So these are all dollar books. So I got them for 50 cents, you know? So this is going to be 25 books for what's half of, yeah, for 12.50 then. Right? Right. That would be it. All right. You guys about ready? And this is, I got a new camera set up. This is going to be beautiful and smooth. Uh, Everybody's going to love this, including you guys. Hey, Tom, are you uh, familiar with this? segment uh um i don't i'm not sure I, but my uh has been cutting a little bit what are we doing here looking at comics the new stuff no 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 it's it's called you got a deal are you for real oh yeah Basically, i love the intro bought, yeah yeah thanks <laughs> i bought a uh i bought a bunch of books that i'm gonna we, sell you, for what i paid you know, for them yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah but you get you, yeah. you get to reveal what you yeah. are buying blindly, right? Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. Cool. All right, we're ready. Here's another thing I'm going to do this week different than we did last week, too, so nothing uh, mistakenly happens, possibly. I'm going to I'm going to say, uh, Patrick, this first one's for you. Justice Society of America, number one, part one of eight. This is from 1991. 
And these are pretty, these are pretty good. There's a couple books that have uh, some problems that I'll, I'll let you know about them, but uh, uh, these aren't, these aren't in too bad shape either. Uh, but that's a pretty cool cover too. Yeah, I like that. All right, this one's for you, Mike. Uh, Green Lantern, number 19. It's from 91 as well. Special 50th issue. Alan Scott, original, or the original Green Lantern core, or the original Green Lantern returns. Sorry. Well, then patch this for you, Justice Society of America. Number eight. This is the final issue. I hear with final issues, there's low print runs. This is probably worth $17.50 on its own. Right, Mike? Yeah, that's usually or when no, the 12, final. 50, 12, 50, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's usually when the final issues are in the seventies and eighties. Oh, when it only makes it to eight. No, eight. Not yeah. <laughs> Still a cool cover though. Yeah. Oh, this one's this was definitely worth twelve fifty. Power Girl number one. Oh, that one was for you, uh, Patrick, right? Power Girl's mine. Oh, is it? I'm sorry. Damn it. See? I need a checklist. What issue was that? Uh, number one, uh, four one issue four. miniseries. Yeah. All right, so this one's Patrick. Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters from 1978. Check it. Dang, I want that. I know you do. It's just going to get better, too. I need to go to this uh, flea market. Yeah, you do. I mean, the rules are something that you would come up with. Seriously. Right. Yep. And then I got uh, GI Combat, The Mercenaries, number 286. Oh, my gosh. That's right up my alley. <laughs> From 1986. Uh, this one's pretty This is one of the ones that's pretty rough actually has like a it's it's not a bend with color break it's kind of like a semi fold and then a ton of ticks with color break in the spine that's pretty cool ain't it yeah i love that whose was that one mine have any of them been patrick's yet i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> every other one <laughs> the, the odd ones are all right uh then I got The Flash, number 254. This one's a little rough as well. Uh, again, I got to learn my grades to get them. It's a cool cover, though. It's a great cover. The Convention of Flash Villains. Oh, I like that one, too. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Well, check this. This is a great cover. Green Lantern versus Green Lantern. Number 197 from 86. Remember that, that cover? That awesome? Yeah, what is that one? One 197. That's right. All right. Now this next one is awesome, but it has some smudge on the cover some stuff some i don't know what it is the cover is also torn 
uh, probably about two inches down the top middle. And then there's uh, ticks in there. But this is Weird Science, number 15 from, I think this is 1972. Yeah, sometimes they've reprinted those. Um, yeah, I think this is a reprint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's still from 72, though. Yeah, those are great, too. Yeah. A lot of time, Wally Wood artworks in some of those. Whose was that? Patrick. Mm. Right, awesome. All right, here's yeah. another great one. Creatures on the Loose, number 14. Oh, I guess I'm going to have to take some of these away. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Yep, I like that book too. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. No, no, not there. Don't take me there. And a bunch of uh, apes. All right. Um, this is Anne Rice's interview with the vampire, number five from Innovation. I, remember, I used to have all of those. It's a pretty great cover. I like it. Yeah, I think I think they're starting to they're redoing a lot of the Anne Rice books or uh, like a new interview with a vampire. I think. Whose is that anyway? Patrick. Me. Nice. All right, then I got Green Lantern number one ninety three. This is from eighty five. Mike from New York is going to be calling. He already has all these things. I know. I'm just saying. Just like to name drop whenever I have the opportunity. All right. This is a Green Lantern number 198, giant-sized spectacular. It's a special crisis crossover. It's pretty awesome. Right? Yep. I I mean, okay, I'll, I'll just come clean now. Okay. I've never been a real big Green Lantern fan. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, Nothing I'm against Green Lantern. It's just I've never been interested in reading it. Yeah, I agree. How about you, Patrick? Green Lantern fan? Yeah, I'm on the same page as you guys, actually. Yeah. I remember actually buying these new. Robin 2, number four. Is this some Patrick's? I got behind. It should be you. Okay, I got it. Robin 2. Robin 2, the Joker's Wild. All right, then this is Gorilla Groundhog. The Adventures of Gorilla Groundhog, number two, from Eclipse. <laughs> that is awesome. That's a great cover. So, yeah, it's it's that gorilla. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah, monkey gorilla. It's right. gorilla warfare. Yeah, right. All right. And then here, this one's definitely going to be worth what the lot cost as well. Guy Gardner, number one, 
from 92. Once again, yeah, never. Yeah. Still cool, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then this one is... A... <laughs> this is so funny when this kind of thing happens. So this is Flash number 69 from 92. Gorilla Warfare Part 2 of 4. But it's actually <laughs> spelled Gorilla. <laughs> right. That's funny. And once again, Green Lantern's in. That's guest starting the Green Lantern. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's Gorilla Warfare because of Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. That guy Gardner, geez. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I just looked. I mean, the, the oh, last. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that one had a good one recent sale. Oh, nice. And then this is apparently uh, a crossover because this is also Guerrilla Warfare, part three of four, but it's Green Lantern number 31. That's a great cover, though. I really like that. Are right, we still on track? Who's who? Yeah, the next one should be Patrick's. All right, Mike, I hope you're sitting down because you're going to want this. Okay. This is Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Dark Horse Comics Special, number one. Check it. That is sweet. Yep. Isn't that awesome? I do like that one. Who's looking that one up? Patrick. Oh, I, I want to know that number specifically after... Well, the guy Gardner was eight. Nice. All right, here we got Suicide Squad number 49. Yes, please. And just a reminder, halfway through here again, or we're, I think we're more than halfway through at this point, but you can have this lot for $12.50 plus shipping. Comment now or claim it before... Saturday at noon, right, Mike? Um, yeah. Or until after the show when Mike wants to claim it. You might only have during the show. Yeah, I, I, I need that suicide squad. <laughs> that's a, I mean, I'll throw it out there. Hopefully someone will, that, that's a $10 book. Yeah. Minimum. And then I got Green Lantern number 13. I think that's Patrick, right? Yep. Good. I'm so tired of looking up Green Lantern. <laughs> that's how little fan of Green Lantern I am. <laughs> it's still cool covers, though. I like them a lot. Which, that's, a, yeah, I'm not a Green Lantern fan at all, but I definitely think he's cool. That's for sure. Yeah. And I like then, the whole idea. Yeah. And then here's Green Lantern. I, I, I like him as a... I like him in Justice League, like as part of an ensemble, but yeah, when yeah, yeah. he's on his own, uh, especially like when it has to do with space, I, I generally just, you know, with fiction in general, like I don't know, too big of things, big of fan things taking place out in space on other planets and stuff. So yeah, yeah but, like he pairs well with the Flash aesthetically, I think, you know, like one of those covers had yeah. them together, right? All right, now we got like Green Lantern, Green Lantern Core Quarterly, 
Number one. Whose is that one? Mine. Oh, sorry about it. <laughs> That's all right, because the previous one was a Green Lantern book, so it's... Uh -huh. <laughs> All right, now we got Green Lantern, Emerald Dawn, number five. That was a miniseries, wasn't it? I don't know. Oh, yeah, five of six, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and we got another Guerrilla Warfare. Oh, this is a Guerrilla Warfare conclusion. Flash, number 70. Wow. So that, you know, I mean... I wonder if uh, how many parts that was we might have between the Green Lantern books and the Flash books. We might have the whole little series there. That's true. That's true. Who knows? What year was that one again? Uh, 92. 92. Yeah. And then we got another Suicide Squad here. Number 60. Another great cover. Need that one, Mike? Yeah, um, not as much as the other one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like this one because Batman's in it. But. Yeah. And then, last but not least, Simpsons Comics number one forty-two. It's Crabtacular. That's a pretty decent that shape, too. Yeah, now the books like that, when you get later in the run, you know, the the Flash and the Pan fans or whatever, you know, people get the first three issues, the first ten issues, and then they kind of bail on it. When you yeah. get up to 142, a lot of those people have already jumped ship. But this book doesn't. All right. All right. So that'll do it. Um, so, again... Reminder to people watching now or listening to the podcast after, you can have this lot for $12.50 plus shipping. And if you want to kind of cherry pick it to make the shipping cheaper uh, by making it way less, You can reduce it by only the books you want, especially for the cost of this, especially what Mike said. It sounds like this is definitely going to be a, you got a deal. Yeah. I mean, you, if you want me to cherry pick it first, I can, no. and then the shipping will be even cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patrick, what do you got? $76. Nice. Mike? Nice. 61. So that's 120 137 bucks yeah right i that that was an yeah it's something like that i'm terrible with math yeah 137 yeah yeah and i just did a bunch of math but um <laughs> green, green paper look <laughs> this is like that... Willy wonka it's like Willy wonka right <laughs> <laughs> anyway um there were some great books in there yeah that is a super you got a deal and that's what I'm planning on doing whenever, you know, if I have problems like I've had, we're, we're going to leave people hanging on it. You got to deal with you for real. And I think I'm the perfect candidate to do this kind of thing because I'm like not as knowledgeable, especially about older books as you guys are. Like 
you know, if you went and got the books, you wouldn't get any of the sucky ones. It would just be awesome. So but the perfect dice roll if Kevin goes and buys 25 books. The scary thing is what books didn't you grab out of that box? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, that's what I told Jesse. We uh, we stopped and uh, ate lunch at a pizzeria. And then I was like, oh, man, it's the free hour. And I was just going to go grab the rest of it, of course. Mm-hmm. But we didn't make it in time before they closed. How so, how much was how many were left when you were done? More than I got. Uh, yeah, there was probably I would say there maybe was seventy five in there total. All right, so what are you doing next Saturday? <laughs> I think it's uh it was a Facebook event, so I don't know how often they do it or whatever. It's not a regular thing. It's not a regular wow. place. Missed opportunity, yeah. but uh, yeah, that was a great, great, good picks. Awesome, awesome. All right, but it's, I think it's time for Patrick. Patrick, you about ready? Yeah. All right, awesome. Yeah, let's hear about how what I'm going to get be broke on here soon. See what's on the horizon. Well, because of Michael last week, you know, he he reminded me that there's an audience out there that's uh, all about the the manga and the anime. So I did a little shopping on the Japanese websites, and this is the SH Figure Arts. Lightyear figure. That thing's awesome. Yeah, if you're not familiar with SH Figure Arts, they're a higher end Bandai uh, line from Japan. Although they they're so popular, they've there's been a lot of importing of the figures done in the U.S. Um, and they do you know Marvel, Star Wars, DC, Disney, uh, all kinds of uh, licenses. And this is of course for the new uh, Pixar movie and they're known for superposability lots of accessories lots of different heads different hands things like that so uh you name it you know oh that's cool yeah (coughs) yeah you can uh different head like you said yeah yep different head you can take his dome off and on and uh he he's, looking, he's looking a little 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 trim there he's looking thin well have you seen the Lightyear trailer uh-uh well i i did briefly but i don't recall is this what he looked like in there yeah this is basis supposedly you know the story of what the buzz lightyear toy was based on so you're getting like the real life buzz lightyear in this oh, oh okay oh, okay yeah. is that uh, how they is, uh, this is kind of a little off topic, but Tim Allen's not the new Buzz Lightyear too, right? Is that no, he's, it's Chris, Chris that? Evans is the voice of Buzz Lightyear in the movie. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. Tim Allen is the toy, right? In Toy Story, which is based off of the, the real life, <laughs> Buzz quote Lightyear. unquote, real life. Real life. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Is that how they justify the yeah. change? Which is Chris Evans. Okay. Yeah, yeah, shout out to uh, uh, Ayla for making a good joke yesterday. We saw a uh, Buzz Lightyear action figure at the flea market, and she goes, "Oh, look, it's Captain America, the variant edition." It was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So he's six thousand nine hundred eighty yen, which translates. To- oh my god! <laughs> you always move the decimal point when you're talking Japanese yen to the U.S. dollar, so it ends up being like, and it plus the the dollar. Uh, or the yen is weak right now, so it, it, it translates to about fifty-four dollars, which is still still high considering an action figure. But yeah, 
their baseline figures are usually in the $30 range, but <clears throat> I guess like, you know, U.S. toys, inflation's kind of hitting them too, so. A little bit wow. of, you know, but, but they, I have quite a few figure arts figures um and and they're and they're they're very nice um whether they're fifty dollars nice to you yeah it's up for you to decide but yeah yeah, yeah they're they're definitely well-made figures lots of posability lots of accessories things like that cool you know, uh the other and, and 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 i should say now more than ever these items are easy to acquire whether you hit them up on a Japanese site like AmiAmi or Hobby Link Japan. They're all very U.S. friendly and you can order for, directly from them. Or, like I said, because they've become so popular, Previews picks up a lot of this stuff. So you might just be able to get it from your local comic shop. And okay. this is the Bisojo Kate Bishop. Uh, they've been doing this line. It translates to like uh, "pretty girl" is what Bisojo means, um, and they—they've been doing this line for years. Uh, I actually have a couple. I think I have a Black Widow. Uh, I definitely have the Red She-Hulk, um, but this is the latest. You know, with Kate Bishop as Hawkeye and Lucky the Pizza Dog, uh, and she is. 14,700 yen or about 112 us so again they're they're like sort of that in between they're pvc statues so technically they should be cheaper than a, like a polystone or resin statue but even the price of these is, is shooting up there so around that hundred dollar mark i think back when i was picking them up they were in that you know 60 to 70 maybe dollar range for something like this so. uh yeah just a couple things from japan and then bring it back to the u.s um they're re-releasing the marvel legends black panther figures they're calling it the legacy collection so if you missed them the first time they're basically the same figures um okay I'm not quite sure you know it's it it kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit why they just didn't wait for the next black panther movie to release them then um I don't, I don't know what the demand is out there currently for black panther figures but i guess they decided to you know maybe it was a little gap in their schedule and they were trying to fill in with some sales gotcha. re-releasing the black panther I don't, i'm not quite sure uh, are these are these repaints at all slight or? slight repaints i believe um somebody i even saw a comment where they thought the shuri figure uh was technically you think they should be able to do some improvements but they thought the face on the shuri figure was a little worse than the first go around so oh again though you always have to wait for the final product product and these i believe well i can't answer that 100 but i think these still come in the window box packaging so you can check for yourself otherwise right. you're stuck with a uh cardboard packaging where you can't really check the figure out um and then i haven't talked about sorry my voice is really struggling today that's okay the uh you know hasbro along with the star wars black and the marvel legends um they also do gi joe and i hadn't spotlighted them but kevin you 
you know, you were talking about Snake Eyes, and I just so happened to have some G.I. Joe Classified, which is the name of their six-inch figure line. Crazy um, coincidences all day long. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> these guys, I, I guess they, they really spotlighted these three figures, like Dusty, the Crimson Gardens, the, the Tana, I think is their name. I'm not, I, I was sort of a G.I. Joe fan back in the 80s, but I didn't get too deep into it. Okay. Um, I definitely remember these three figures. Um, and this is, you know, those same three figures and a couple more up at the top there. Uh, yeah, see. you know, watching that G.I. Joe movie definitely, you know, sparked something in me to seek out maybe the G.I. Joe cart or uh, comic books. And then I was also thinking, you know, there might be a few figures that I might like as well. Cause obviously since they're, you know, releasing new ones now too, you know? Yeah. Well, if you're looking for some of the books, Exceller has a bunch. Sell to <laughs> yeah, you. there you go. <laughs> do we have a bunch? Yeah. Yeah. I might do that. Actually. I might do that. I get a discount there. So that's cool. Yeah. It seems like it, no matter, you know, I, like I said, I was a, a short window of a GI Joe fan, but I I'm always tempted when I see like a snake eyes figure, or a Zartan figure, you know, yeah. or, or Storm Shadow. I always, I, and I've, over the years, I've picked them up, you know, just because the characters, you know, are so cool looking, you know, that I, yeah. even yeah. though I'm not, I'm not all in on the G.I. Joe lines, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll pick, you know, here and there a, a figure I really like. Yeah, yeah. He Man's that way for me right now, too. They've got some cool He Man stuff out that I've been resisting getting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just to finish it off on a, uh, crazy note, I noticed this email from Hot Topic of all places where Marvel's crossing over with Iron Maiden. For oh my Spider gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sort of, you know, sort of, uh, not really a collectible, although people do collect t-shirts, I suppose. Um, yeah. but I just thought this was such an oddball pairing that I thought I would, uh, highlight it <laughs> that seems that does seem strange i actually talked to my wife recently about iron maiden and it seemed like you know and this could just be me because i've never been a big iron maiden guy but i do have a little bit of history with their music and of course a big thing with them has been the art on the you know the albums and yeah what's his name eddie right Eddie, yeah yeah and he seems to be like almost mainstream now. It's like, and that will, that's part, was part of the appeal back in the day. I thought with Iron Maiden is that like, they were the bad guys that no one liked, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> but their music was hard. And if you're into that, obviously it was good, you know, so, yeah. but it seems like they're made it well. And there, and then I guess that's confirmation right there. They are officially mainstream. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, if I would never, I can't even think of what the tie was here. What possibly, Besides the Eddie, sort is sort of like a cartoonish character, you know. Yeah, I guess I mean, that's I, it. I, yeah. Why would they ever join forces? I just don't know who would approach who and say, "Hey, we got to do this together." So. You know what? This might be a little forecasting, you know, because what we got, we, you know, obviously ACDC a lot, and now we got Guns and Roses. Watch, there's going to be some Iron Maiden music in some new Marvel movies coming or something. Maybe. Yeah. So that was part of the deal or something. You know? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but that was it for the horizon this week. That was yeah. great. Yeah, that was good stuff. All right, uh, going straight from um, what we 
should get uh, to talk about what we did get. And this, of course, brings up my final exciting new animation. You guys ready? Yeah. Yep. All right. So who wants to start this week? Mike, you want to start this week? Yeah. I've uh, Now, um, I actually picked this up a few weeks ago. Okay. Um, but uh, I figured I'd just highlight it here. Um, That's a great book. Because uh, with Neil Adams passing, I absolutely love this cover. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a Strange Adventures 218. And, uh, and uh, yeah, this one is just so fantastic. I just stare at this for hours. It's so, yeah. not, out, not literal hours, but <laughs> maybe well, back when I was uh, younger. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I got this a few weeks ago. But I wanted to kind of highlight it. And, That's uh, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad it's one of the ones I didn't pick to, to not steal your thunder. That's a really cool cover. Yeah, I was thankful. I, I mean, you were going through, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, don't do, don't do the one that I'm going to do. I was going to say that I, I wish that I would have had some of his horror covers on there for you, Mike. I didn't pick any of those ones out either because he has some really cool horror he does. covers. Yep. So that's uh, that's what I picked up. Nice. All right, I'll, I'll I'll go next if that's okay with you, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, I you know again this flea market, I'm on a, this this thing was this place was great. Uh, I got man, this is why you got to label your uh, pictures. But I got this Game of Thrones, a card game. Talking about games. Uh, I've always wanted this. It's been in my cart on eBay for a, a year, probably. And I got this for two fifty. It was five bucks, so it was a fifty percent hour. So I got it for two fifty, and it's it's like brand new. Uh, Game of Thrones, a card game. And then I never even knew about this, but I got it. Same price, five bucks. So I got it for two fifty. Justice League, the board game road trip. And these like the. Uh, the tokens and the character pieces and everything inside. These are the old school, you know, that just had the, the flat cardboard picture of the superheroes that you put in the, you put in the base, you know, um, not miniatures or anything like that, but it's great. And it's unpunched. It's like brand new. It's, it's awesome. I got that for two fifty. And, uh, then was yesterday McFarland day. I don't, I didn't know there was such a thing. Yesterday was free comic book day. There, McFarland Day in, uh, 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 I'm sorry, GameStop. GameStop's McFarland Day. Hmm. I hadn't heard. Oh, really? Okay. I know it is. It was either it either was last week or it was yesterday or it's coming. Well, I guess it had to have been last week because I got these. Uh, and the way it worked is these are GameStop exclusive variants. For the Scorch number one, Gunslinger Spawn number one, and King Spawn number one. And uh, basically, to be able to get these, you had to buy a toy. So, of course, I bought uh, Gunslinger. (laughs) And I also pre-ordered the Gunslinger Spawn on the horse. That big big deal, you know, that... uh, it just i think it just got put on pre-order todd made a video about it last week or whatever you know um so i pre-ordered that as well so those are pretty cool i was really excited about that i like that gunslinger cover yeah 
that's my favorite. Is that that scorched one looks just like the other, just like the regular one. So I don't know exactly. I, I haven't really scrutinized what the difference between that one and the, the regular variant. I mean, I think that cover of scorched is a variant, but the GameStop exclusive variant doesn't seem different than the actual, you know, so I don't know, you know, but I was excited to get those. So that was cool. And then that that's that besides for, uh, uh that you know the other stuff i got i got a bunch of stuff there but it's not really geek, geek collectible stuff so what'd you get patrick um i showed us on the uh seller group this uh spider-man fantastic four by christos gage and mario alberti he's an italian artist um it's a really cool artwork that i stumbled upon uh from a facebook post i wasn't familiar with the artist um uh but it looks really cool. Yeah, um, looking for, he did a uh, another another uh, Spider-Man and the X-Men, same creative team. So I'm looking for that. And uh, I went back to the well, the Amazon Italy well, one more time. Yeah, for punishment, <laughs> are you? <laughs> for for the third uh, Paprika book from uh, Italy. Uh, because they have the hot paprika version and they come with those dang little slip sleeves on the outside that were damaged previously when I ordered number one and number two. But I'm happy to report no problems. Nice. On Italy came through. Um, no damage at all. Same exact style of uh, shipping box. Crappy shipping yeah. box. But luckily this time, the uh, packer at Amazon didn't just uh, shove them in there with a two by four or something. I don't know. <laughs> and I mean, that's that's really all it comes down to is just, they just have to make sure they put them in there. Yeah. Yep. Jam them in there. And uh, they made it uh, all the way from Italy. And it only took probably about a week. Um, so basically what I'm doing there, let out, let my secrets out is I order three so I can flip two of them. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm taking the risk of bringing them over here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and, and now you know, the yeah. the good experience this time is just going to uh, give you the confidence to do it again. <laughs> and then suck uh, it all over again. <laughs> yeah, I I I rolled the dice, need, meaning that I needed to get that third third volume, and uh, now I'll be a little more uh, picky probably when I order in the future. <laughs> that was it. I think that was it for this week. I didn't, uh, nothing, nothing much. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, since I mentioned a game, I just wanted to, uh, you know, I know no one really, uh, got to see the midweek crawl through yet. Uh, but I can talk about that for a minute because I actually mentioned this a few times in other crawl throughs, but we actually played, uh, Cobble and Fog, the unmatched system uh which is it's basically minis this one has the invisible man dracula dr jekyll and mr hyde and uh who's the last one it says right there at the bottom oh oh sherlock holmes sherlock holmes yeah 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 and and that's that's actually my box and this is what the board looks like um, this is a little close up of the figure. 
This is a fun game. Have, have you ever played these, Patrick? No, I never, never heard of this. Oh, it's so good. And actually, I think about you all the time because at, whenever I play this game, because um, there's about eight expansions of this out currently, and they've got about another six coming this year. Hmm. And they're all like these random classics, you know, like one is like Bigfoot versus uh, Robin Hood. And another one is Bruce Lee and Deadpool. And it's got all this randomness to it. Like one's King Arthur and Alice in Wonderland. It's like all these classic characters that they've made. These, and these, the minis are really cool too. You know, you can see in that one picture, they're really detailed. They aren't painted, but the bases are different colors and they're, and they're all compatible. So I could fight Bruce Lee against King Arthur if I wanted to, you know? And, and it's it's really it's a pretty simple game it's got a little board and you get a little deck each character gets a deck of card and has special abilities and <clears throat> it's a lot of fun and uh we we played that and uh talked about it in uh last week's crawl through and uh spoiler alert ayla ended up winning with sherlock holmes so yeah that game looks cool it is very cool. I think you both. Oh, oh, why I mentioned why I think about you all the time, Patrick, is because there's so many expansions. The only one I don't have that's currently out is a Buffy the Vampire Slayer expansion. <laughs> and I'm like, if Patrick came over, he'd be mad. Yeah. They couldn't be Buffy and, or, you know, and I don't know the Buffy characters, but I'm sure you do. The four main Buffy characters are the, are the playable characters in the game. So I won it. It's just last on my list because I know nothing about Buffy. You know? Yeah. So would it be? I, I've I've I haven't I watched the movie. So is it Buffy Willow and what's his name? Uh, Xander. No, it sounds Probably. familiar. Yeah, but that's not what I was thinking. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't know anything about Buffy either. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So it sounds like you might know as much about Buffy as I do. So. Yeah. Was it Seth Green? <clears throat> yeah, who's Seth Green and Buffy? Oz. Oz? He's like a werewolf. Oh, okay. okay, it might be him. him. Yeah, that's all I know. Okay. And the expansions are cool. They're coming out. The expansions are they're coming out. The next that I want are Daredevil and Electra, and Luke Cage and Ghost Rider. So they're awesome. I mean, of course I want them all. So yeah, that's nothing new. All right. So then I guess this will be our final segment uh, coming up here since we already had a unique topic. Uh, so let's get into it. So you want to you want to go first on this one today, Patrick? Yeah, I can do that. I think Mike, you had talked about this book a few weeks ago. Yeah, or maybe you just were going over your haul video. I can't remember what the what your situation was. With Both. I talked about that issue number one a few weeks ago, and then I got number two yesterday. <clears throat> yeah. So I read one and two. <clears throat> uh last night um and you know this is by Cy Spurrier and Mateus Bergara uh and as Mike had previously mentioned there's no dialogue in these books um what really? I think that was your reaction last time too Kevin. yeah <laughs> and that first issue what it's like 40 pages right there I think they're both oversized I think they must all be oversized books um yeah there's there's a lot it, basically you're you're just thrown into this world uh there's this young girl and she's protected by this you don't know what he is he's like a, a giant 
golem or a, a giant knight or a mech. Um, that's sort of a mystery. Although mis their mystery is partly revealed, I think, towards the end of issue one. Uh, you get to see who's under the helmet. And I won't, I won't give anything away there. Um, but it's basically, you know, this, you don't know what's going on. They're just sort of, this, this golem is just sort of prodding through this fantasy land, uh, lots of different environments and <clears throat> they're running into creatures, monsters throughout the, the, uh, their travel. And he's just protecting this little girl the whole time. You don't know why. <clears throat> you don't know where they're going. It seems like, from what I could gather, and this is this is maybe a, a problem with the no dialogue thing. You're kind of left guessing at some things, and it almost seems like they can't. They have to keep moving forward. They can't turn around and go back at any point. Um, I'm not sure what's doing that. If I'm reading that correctly, if I'm interpreting that correctly, but it seems like they they're just being pushed forward constantly. Uh, in encountering these creatures uh, that this golem is protecting this little girl from. And you start to realize that there may be more to the title, Step by Bloody Step. There might be some meaning to that. And I don't want to give away that either. That's another bit of a spoiler there. Uh, uh, keyword being bloody. Um, there's something to that. Um, which may also be tied to this golem creature. Um, you start maybe putting things together in your mind, possibilities that this might be, there might be something to this. Um, it's a massive world. Uh, in an issue two, you finally start to see, you know, they're, they're, they, they're, the antagonists are the creatures of this planet, but by issue two, you start to discover there's somebody after this little girl, possibly, or after both, uh, some more human type adversaries for them to contend with. And, you know, we talk about no, no dialogue, but they, they start speaking in like, you know, glyphs and symbols. Uh, I don't know if it's translatable, if it's meant to be translatable, but there's, there's like, there is dialogue between the humans, but you can't, you know, you're kind of left out to dry. You don't know how to interpret it. Um, if, if, it, if it can be interpreted, you know, like I said, um, but it's, it's, it's a very nice looking book. Uh, I mean, this, this artist, Mateus Bergara, he's just basically, I think, you know, draw anything. And he does there, there, there are so many different, environments for him to do so many different creatures for him to do and the design of the the golem the night creature the night character is very cool um and i should also say that the little girl i i don't know if the the series is supposed to be uh extending throughout a number of years or this little girl is growing rapidly uh maybe uh, you know i'll probably take another look another go around uh quote unquote read and see if i can maybe figure that out a little bit better because i'm i'm just not sure if she's you know like i said you know growing exponentially fast or you're you're going you know, through time that quick yeah you're yeah. going through time and looking at a number of her different years yeah, um, yeah so, i read it. yeah i i, I assumed that 
it just went through time you know you yeah it, it covered a long long period of time okay but i've only read number one so i don't know can i still get one easily <laughs> yeah i have three copies of it <laughs> won't you hook me up <laughs> oh i got one for myself and i got a couple for uh exceller so yeah okay <laughs> so now, what did, what did you I'm just intrigued by how this would work with no words at all. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. yeah, all. I mean, comics are a visual medium. I mean, that's... If, I if know, but with none at all, it just seems so crazy. It's a lot of work on your part. Yeah. Um, yeah, to, to figure the story out. So, Mike, did you get that impression also that they were not allowed to turn back, that they were being pushed forward by something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they can't stop, and it's forward only. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, but it's a it's a get it for me. Okay, it's a four issue series. Um, uh, we'll see how it all plays out. I, I, the I like the first issue better when they before they started introducing the the human uh, protagonists in the second issue that were after them, but. Because it, you, you, you're you're even more confused. You don't know what their motivation, why they're after them. I guess that's part of the mystery. But we'll see where it goes in the final two issues of the series. But so far, so good. I was not familiar with either of these. You know, I've I've heard of Cy Spurrier before, but I don't think I've ever read anything by him. Uh, and I was not familiar with the artist. And but uh, good book, and it's on. Uh, it's a get it for me. Awesome. All right, Mike. You want to do, go next? Yes. Okay. And I, I was hoping that uh, Patrick would not do She-Hulk. <laughs> so uh, we're going to start with She-Hulk number three. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, let's get, the, let's get the bad stuff out of the way first. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rainbow Row Rowell, uh, the writer, uh, Rogue... Antonio is the artist. So basically what we have here is Jack of Hearts. Is he's crashed at Jen's apartment. He's eating pizza. And then he's wearing one of her shirts. Uh, after three issues, I realized, yeah, this isn't a book for me. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's got a place. It's got an audience. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just I'm not it. Uh, there was no action whatsoever oh, basically wow. uh you know it's jen at her office getting yelled at and then her at her apartment sitting around on her couch talking to jack of hearts and, and uh, are you sure there's an audience for this <laughs> yes there is okay. uh, the, the artwork it fits the style of the story uh and the jen bartell covers are amazing and uh so that's pretty much all. I don't want to talk too badly about it because I do think it is for some, some people. people like just it. Not. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So keep an eye out on eBay because issues one through three will be coming. <laughs> <laughs> all um, right. The, the second so, book I read real quickly is Lead City Number One, and this no, was. Man, I was going to misread that. You ruined it for me. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, what is that? Lead City. What is that? Ah, <laughs> oh, Lead City. It makes so much more sense now. 
Um, Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. So this was a uh, be on the lookout for uh, January 6th. I threw this up there for. I remember that. I remember it. Yep. Because it's got everything going for it. You know, everything we like. No. Cowboys. Cowboys. Gunfights. (laughs) So it's set in 1873. Um, this character on on uh, the cover there, Coleman, him and his family are crossing. Um, they're moving out somewhere else. You know, they're kind of moving, and they break down as much as wagons can. And they come across two cities. They're side by side. His wife's sick, so he goes down to town to the one town, and it's completely empty. But you can tell there's been gunfights all over the place. He runs into one guy there. Says, "Go ahead over to the other town. There's a doctor." So he goes there, and uh, that's where we find out the whole ordeal here. The tagline for this is before Deadwood, before Tombstone, before Durango, there was Lead City. Oh, Basically, wow. Lead City is uh, an empty city, and you they take uh, eight volunteers that go to the city the next day, and it's last man standing. Um, so it's kind of like uh, Battle Royale, the 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 Japanese movie. Um, yeah, yeah. What's, what's the other one that all the kids like these days? Squid Games. Yeah, Squid Games. Yeah. Squid Games, and then there's that other one. Hunger Games. Hunger Games. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's a last man standing type type of thing, and uh, the winner gets you know ten thousand dollars or something. It's uh, some large amount of money. So our boy Coleman here is the last one to chime in and say that he's going to take part, and. Uh, like quick in the dead then remember that movie? um it's been a long time since i've seen that but this is this is basically the only from what i can tell the only people that go into the town are the ones are the gunfighters that are gonna fight it out so that's that's yeah that's pretty much how quick in the dead is yeah. too so yeah that sounds cool and so quick in the, sorry i was gonna say quick in the dead had a bunch of uh kind of uh unique characters in it as yeah. well it wasn't just kind of all normal cowboys so yeah it's cool yeah it's been a long time since i've watched that movie um so she hulk for me it's a forget it <laughs> and uh lead city is a get it are you sure she hulk doesn't it sounds like it's more of a hard pass it's it's a hard pass for me it's a it's a get it. yeah you're I, only like talking said, about you yeah yeah it's okay for me it's a hard pass yeah, gotcha. I'm kind of talking for for other people. It's a review, kind of. So I do think there's an audience for it. Um, okay. But. All right. So what'd you get? Well, what'd you read? I read Scorched Number Four. Uh, this is by a story by Sean Lewis, uh, with art by Steven Segovia, and it's. Uh, I, I think I reviewed number one actually, and you know this is a team up of all the different spawns. Did I review number one? You guys remember that? Doesn't I, ring bell? Yeah, it's got medieval spawn, she spawn, the redeemer, gunslinger spawn, and and just spawn that are kind of teaming up uh, to go on this mission. And uh, basically, the part of the mission we're in is uh, whoever their adversaries are have developed a a very similar 
creature to a um, sentinel from the X-Men. They're called the Sin Devourers, but basically they've been kind of set off by spawn DNA. So they like have this urge to just find spawn, uh, all the different types of spawn and go and destroy them all. So that's, that's kind of where the story currently is. And uh, it's good. You know, the only thing I was thinking while I was reading this issue was unless you have a backstory, it doesn't, doesn't really give you too much backstory, you know? So, you know how, obviously, you know, books will give you a little snippet, whether it be a first page paragraph or, or little, you know, parts of a frame that'll explain something briefly. I I did notice there's none of that in here, but, but I enjoyed it because, because I'm, I'm fairly familiar with the backstory. It's, uh, so it's so good for me. Art's good. It's spawn, you know, I like how there are so many different, there's she spawn, gunslinger spawn that, that Al Simmons spawn is just spawn. Well, that's something else we kind of learned in this one too. Oh, uh oh. Seems like there was kind of a, a teaser that, in fact, gunslinger, gunslinger spawn and spawn are this actually the same guy. Oh, that's awesome. We'll see. <laughs> but it's good. Uh, but I got the you know, and I and I actually got this cover that I that I wasn't feeling too much, and I'm getting all those uh, connecting covers for the X Men homage, you know, covers. Yeah, I messed up. What? I'm getting those. Uh, what? Which one oh, comes uh, out this week? I missed. I missed uh, ordering it. Um, well, they actually skipped one. There was one that didn't have an homage cover. Did you see that? It's like seven. I think is the last homage cover. And so it's like three, four, and three, four, five, and seven, something like that. It's like it's like odd. You could, you can you'd be the man to correct me on that, but that's what I thought I noticed. You know, so uh, yeah, I'll look into it. But if you're a Spawn fan, this is definitely a get it. If you're a Spawn fan, this is a must have. But uh, for me in general, uh, so it's a must have. But yeah. uh, if you're if you're not a big Spawn fan, it's probably a you know forget it. It's not a hard pass because I think if you got it, you'd enjoy it. But uh, it's it's a forget it if you're if you're not a Spawn fan in general. So I don't know what that plot twist you threw out there. Maybe. <laughs> so, you know, I noticed I didn't cheat, though. And and Patrick barely cheated because he read the same storyline. You totally cheated. And you went with two separate books. What was up with that? You wanted to have a good and a bad? Is that is that where this going? Is this going to be called the good, the bad, and the ugly? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have three books. <clears throat> well, actually, I, I have Lead City number two sitting down there, but I didn't have a chance to read it. I read She-Hawk the other day. And uh-huh. I wanted to do two books, so I thought, well, let me just go ahead and do the She-Hulk. And I was expecting a patch review this week. I almost read that instead as well. I still didn't read it. I read the first page, and then and, uh, that's all further I got. You read Patch, Pat? No, didn't get it. Didn't pick it up. What? You didn't even get it? I I was never interested in that period of Wolverine. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, looks like I'll be reading Patch. I'll let y'all know. <laughs> okay. Unless looks you like I will too. I'm, I'm sure that uh, that's got to inevitably happen someday, where we read and one review the same book in the yeah. same week. So that'd be cool, you know. 
I, my original suggestion for get it or forget it was to have like a book club. Anyway, we all pick a book and right. read it to then talk about the same book, you know, but I don't know. Yeah. All right. I pick She-Hulk 4. <laughs> I'll read She-Hulk 4. That's too bad because two, two sort of set up a kind of a mystery, you know, and I figured it would be yeah. rolling along from there. So I don't have, I don't think I have three yet. So I'll have to, I have yeah. to look forward to, I guess. I think three fell into a lot of the, um, a lot of what I think the the young adult authors bring to the comic book medium. It, it falls into all of those. A lot of sitting around talking, drinking coffee, eating pizza and donuts. You know, no action. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. Which, like you said, is. it's fine. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to buy them. Right. Yeah. And if they aren't making money on them, it's their choice to lose the money, but whatever, you know, so. All right. Anybody got any uh, recap comments? Oh my gosh. I totally forgot about the recap. <laughs> As we always do. I'll go first. Flea markets are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll piggyback you. on that. Don't leave an awesome flea market for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Eat lunch after the flea market. All right, you got one, Pat. Uh, I just, I guess, we'll go back to Neil Adams. Uh, will not be forgotten. Is he's left a, a mark on the comic book industry. Uh, he's a, he was a giant, and uh, his work will live on. He's awesome. Well said. Yep, that was good. Now I feel bad with leading with the flea market tech. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should I'm just leave it at that. Oh, go ahead. Oh. I say just finish with that it's a <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll cover that again for the last second but i just want to <laughs> check out halo it's a great show okay <laughs> you guys are missing it you know i never i don't hear any hype for halo either it's totally shocking to me i guess i'm just not in around the the, the, the people that i need to be i'm sure there's got to be some people there's got to be a community for it out there loving it but I, I haven't seen it you know so it's a great show though watch it well, I think I think Tyler might be part of that community, but he's not here today. Yeah, I talked to him about it, but every time I ask him, he hasn't watched it yet. Uh, so he watched like two or three episodes. But yeah, I mean, he just moved and stuff, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, you know? he's also too busy going to Penguins games. Yeah, and his hockey is big time right now. How about that? The Penguins got the Rangers yeah. in the first round. Yeah. yeah. When's game one? Tuesday? Yes. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, he plays hockey too, so yeah, it takes a lot of his time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and and he's got a girlfriend, so you know that takes time. Right. <laughs> anyway, all right. So just a few reminders. Uh, please listen to this uh pot or live stream in podcast form. That'll be out no later than Tuesday. Be the edited version of the show. Uh, to find out, to not only enjoy the edited version of the show, which is good, in my opinion, it's definitely a different experience, but also to find out what the second word of the fun fan freebie phrase is. Uh, and then we will have an original podcast out no later than Friday. That's the midweek crawl through. We cover mostly games to find the third word and just to listen to that because it's awesome too. But but if you want to find out what the third word is, be in that podcast. Uh, then there will be a short sale show 
hopefully we can get in some kind of rhythm where that would be uh, every week, Saturday or Sunday. Uh, I'm a little bit more flexible sometimes, so Mike's kind of still going to dictate that, and I'll hopefully, you know, tag along on that regularly. Uh, but some good deals to be had on there as well. Oh, and then that's speaking of good deals. I, I actually set up a, a new email <clears throat> for the You Got a Deal Lot. So if you want the You Got a Deal Lot, email me at You Got a Deal Lot is mine at Gmail. Nice. Okay. Consider it done. And and the reason I say that is because obviously there's only one, and I say whoever does it first gets it. But if I got to look, if someone's going to comment on Facebook or comment on YouTube or send me an email or whatever the case may be, all these different ways, I got to, how am I exactly going to figure out who did what first? I mean, I can see timestamps, but sometimes those could be close, you know, blah, blah, blah. So basically, the only way for you to get the, uh, until we get it set up to buy it through our website is uh, you got a deal lot is mine at gmail.com. First person to send me an email there saying they want it gets it. Today's $12.50 plus shipping. And we don't ship internationally. Again, we had somebody, we're dealing with somebody from Germany right now. No matter how many times we say we don't deal, we don't ship internationally, that happens. But. Yep. Uh, and then on that note, um, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, uh, Twitter, or, uh, you know, all, all these different, check us out on Acceler underscore comics on eBay and check out our website, accelercomics.com. A lot of work into all this. It's good stuff too, you know, so yep. check it all out and then please take uh, the poll and oh, speaking of trivia question too, I changed it. Did, did anybody see the trivia question last week? I did. Uh, what was it? Remind me, because I went looking for it. I did it on snow days. Uh, what was it, Patrick's uh, comic he did last week? I did a trivia question about oh, the, yeah. which that's what I'm doing too now. I'm I'm the trivia question is going to be something you can figure you can get the answer from just watching the show. Yeah, Snow Angels is the book he read. Yeah, Snow Angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a question about Snow Angels. So, all right. So I think that'll about do it. Anybody else got anything else? Nope. And just to chime in again on to finish it this way with what Patrick said, you know, rest in peace, Neil Adams. He's awesome. Do you want to say something too now, Mike, that me and Patrick have? You don't want to be left out about Neil Adams? Um, yeah, he's. I think the industry is going to miss um, a presence like him. So, as will fans. I mean, he was still he was still putting stuff out. Yeah. All right, and I, and I actually said I had the last uh, animation, but at, on our closing here, note there's new animation. All right, but that'll do it. Okay. <laughs> so don't forget that reading a great story is a lot of fun. And no, reading a great story is awesome and appreciating great art is a lot of fun. So why not pick up a comic book and do both? Acceler out. Bye, Johnny. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you listen to this podcast, participate in the fun fan freebie phrase giveaway 
you probably already know, you can hear the second word in the phrase after this podcast's intro. You can still find out what the first word of the phrase is by watching the video of the Season 2, Episode 26 live stream from May 1st, 2022. It's still available on YouTube and Facebook at Acceler Comics. While we would definitely like you to experience the entire live stream, there's no need. You can hear the first word of the phrase just after the Neil Adams conversation near the beginning of the live stream. Find out what the third word of the phrase is by listening to our midweek crawl through podcast that will be posted no later than Friday, May 6, 2022. Again, you can hear the third word of the phrase right after the intro. Once you have all three words, it's time to head to accelercomics.com and submit the phrase. If you're located in a contiguous United States and are the first listener to send us the correct three-word phrase through a message on our website, either through the chat balloon or the We're Here to Help button at the bottom of the website, we will message you back that you've won. After that, you just need to respond back and let us know what particular geek culture collectible you'd like to receive from us valued up to $6. Not including shipping, we'll cover that. Or you could just let us know your favorite superhero or any fictional character for that matter, or maybe a trading card or any geek culture that you're into, and we can surprise you with what we send. But rest assured, it will be worth at least $6. To add on to that, if you answer the trivia question correctly through our podcast podcast question on the Spotify app, we will increase the value by another dollar. Lastly, if you allow us to share your first name, picture, and what collectible you receive from us on our various social media platforms, as well as our live stream and podcast, we will up the value once again by $1. If you take advantage of both of these options, your freebie will have a value of up to $8. Thank you for listening to our podcast, watching our live stream, and participating in the fun fan freebie phrase giveaway. Spread the word.